You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to Refrigerator Diaries Behind the Food. And we've got a very special guest with us today. A lot of time when I, I have a conversation with someone, initially they don't talk about uh, Detroit, they don't talk about Michigan, and they don't talk about things that actually are, are relevant behind the food. Um, one one person could say that Detroit urban gardeners save between $250 to $1,000 in groceries annually, and $1.5 million of this uh, produce is, uh, in terms of revenue dollars, are grown by Detroiters each year. Genevieve here, our, our leader steering the ship, captain of, of Bangkok 96, as well as Thai Feast. Correct, Thai Feast. It's an e-commerce Amazon. E-commerce Amazon. And right now I'm holding in my hand a gourmet sriracha hot sauce that is made by your company, bottled, packaged, distributed, and can be purchased at the restaurant, it can also be purchased online. Yeah. Right now at the restaurant, yeah, Bangkok 96 and uh, this location, Detroit. So I, I can't wait to get this on my, uh, I'm going to take this home and put it on, on my dinner. <laughs> you put on your macaroni cheese. Uh, right. And your burger. Right. And your pizza. Everything. Everything. All of it. So, Genevieve, how did you get started in the uh, restaurant industry? You know, I grew up, uh, you know, I was born in Laos. My original is Hmong. Okay. And then the Hmong people always live in a, you know, con, you know, like in a mountain. Okay. And everybody just, you're survived by garden or fishing. Okay. So, and then you yeah. come from a mountain yes. background, surrounded by garden and fishing. Exactly. Yes. And yeah. so, you just naturally started to cook the things that you grow and eat the things that you fish? Yeah, just eat whatever, you know, we don't have, we live in a country, we don't have a job. Uh-huh. So there's no job to people. So we have to depend on the river, we have to depend on the garden behind your house or have your, you know, funny land and you can grow your own rice or your vegetable uh-huh. and uh, raise your own chicken, you know, and your own pig. Yeah. So you got a chance to really just be one with the land. Um, what What brought you to the United States? Well, it was a long story. I was born in the Vietnam War, uh, always in Vietnam War, 1965. And um, 1975, when the Khmer Rouge went to the country, you know, so mm-hmm. we have to get out of the country because all the people, you know, live there. They don't have jobs. So they just uh, work for United States, CIA, you know. Okay, so yeah. it's kind of like... So it's kind of, it's a tricky. So we have to... Our parents work for United States, so we had to leave the country. That's what we became a refugee in oh, Thailand. Interesting. Yes. Okay. See, I, I hear like I hear a different way, like a different one every every time. It's the the country owes a lot to its immigrant people. You know, I'm a, I'm yeah. a, a son of immigrant, <laughs> so yeah. And then be a refugee is very hard because you don't know what you where you're gonna go and who. Uh, where you face to, so it's uh, it's very um, you know challenge for us for Asia twelve nine oh. twelve. Yeah. So you you came here. What what year was it? Uh, I went to Paris like a refugee also. Okay, all right. Uh, because my father was uh, you know a French uh, you know Indone- French colonization, so he worked I for see. 
of French uh, soldiers. So he chose to uh, go to Europe, uh, you know, but that was the wrong destination for us also. I yeah, see, yeah. I see. And then, so you went to France first, and then from there, you went to the, you came to the United States. Uh, how old were you when you came to the U.S.? Uh, I left my country. I was nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. went to France in 1977. So, uh, two years after we went there, he he committed suicide. So it's all it's, it was a mistake, uh, you know. Went to oh, okay, yeah. I see. Then sorry yeah. from the U.S. So on a moving to a lighter note here, what brought you into food? Here? Well, I always love to cook uh, because I grew up when I back home in Laos. Uh, when you wake up, it's always those uh, you know old lady. Uh, Make a lunch, lunch and breakfast and take to the, the market. Mm-hmm. So every morning I have to just, you know, food in, inspire me when you have a neighbor always cook food. Right. And, uh, temple too. Every Sunday, my mom always took us to the temple and, uh, that's how, sir, the uh, monk bless, uh, after the, you know, they bless the food and we have to ate the food uh-huh. and that's how the best food is from the temple okay so my message for all the chef chef you don't need to travel so far if you travel to Southeast Asia and if you want to you know find a, a good taste or something very good then the, the temple that's what, where you need to go see yeah t- pro tip it's what? not a street food. Yeah. <laughs> it inspire you my advice for you is go to the temple and that's how you the Sunday, Leave you know, that that's how the taste can come. <laughs> but the street food is still not enough. Yeah. The good food is from the, the temple, old temple. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you, you got some fans of your, your restaurant here in both of us. Um, you know, we, we were just talking about how much we love coming to eat at your restaurant here. Thank and, you. And it's, it's one of, one of the best. Uh, I can't even. I really think I've almost eaten just about everything <laughs> <laughs> on that menu. Yeah. It's cooking from love, you know. Come here to Detroit is very, it's a big challenge too. I think our chef, uh, you know, want to open a small place in Detroit is not, you have to get ready mm-hmm. because every day is a new place open and they're very good. Oh, yeah. They make a different, different food or they can take uh, all, you know, original food and take to the next level. So, chef, if you want to come, all chef want to come to Detroit, you got to get ready. <laughs> and it got to be good. It's got to be ready. <laughs> it's a very good. big competition here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, this would be your second location now. This is a second location, but I want to challenge myself here, you know, Detroit. And yeah. Detroit, it looked like a New York or California. Okay. And I travel a lot and I know exactly, but my belief, uh, Detroit still way behind uh, okay. New York and uh, California. Yeah. Okay. And you think it's, it's because of the people or is it, is it something different? I I think uh, we still a little bit the Western, you know, behind uh, mm-hmm. the food we, the food, the new food like in New York and California is still another, I would say another 10 or 12 years, uh, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so I have, so when I go and eat in, in other places and I, I come back to, to, to Detroit, I think even with, uh, so we do African and Caribbean food with your yes. village. And I, I always say, and I don't think that people can really understand it, but I say, like, imagine if African and Caribbean food was inside of a culinary school. You know, the, it would, would, the, the way that the chefs from that school would can come and push 
the recipes, you know, they will push everything about the foods further ahead, like how, you know, you eat like French and Italian, like it's all, it's all like next level, high level stuff, but you, you know, that's what you practice with when you were in the school. That's all they teach you. You can't do nothing else. So, well, this is the thing. Uh, United States is a very beautiful, is a very rich country in,、mm-hmm. in the world. We got spoiled by only the good piece like chicken breast,、uh, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,、uh, I live in France.、Uh, French people eat everything. Yeah. They eat just like Asian. <laughs> they eat geese, they eat the pig nose, pig tail, pig、uh, feet. All of it. And even horse. Really? Horse is so expensive. They, that's the expensive meat,、uh, you know, only the French people can afford it. I、yeah. see. But yeah, we can't be, because, because we love so much all. The animal, you know. Yeah. So it's different country, different part of the world. Everybody's different. That's, That's why we're not used to diversify, you know, like an immigrate, uh, immigrate uh, cuisine. Right, right, yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. I think that,、um, even like you said, right, like you, just what people are willing to eat. Uh, there's a lot of dishes that I just don't even feel comfortable、exactly. you know, bringing. Yeah. yeah.、So. And I think the war, too, makes、uh, people like、uh, French,、uh, there's a lot of war, you know, so people don't have anything to eat, then they have to, whatever, you know,、mm-hmm. uh, on the table, then they eat. That's that's, that's how people just get used to. But here,、uh, we've always been spoiled, you know, good forever. Yeah. And a lot of people not. Have experience to eat whatever, you know. Right. Yeah. So, I personally, I, I like to exclusively cook with thighs and leg on、yes. the chicken only. I don't even do anything else. That's all I do. Right. Just because, you know, when I'm t- working with some of my guys, sometimes even like new people who are learning the recipe, I know if they leave it in there a little too long, it will be okay because it's a thigh, it's not, it's the leg is not going to. As naturally tender as it's going to do what it needs to. But, you know, a lot of people,、uh, they come up, they say, Hey, do you have white meat? I say no. And then they walk away. That's it.、Yeah. <laughs> you know, <they> <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got to know your audience.、Uh. You got to know who's eat more. You, 90% eat chicken breast, right? Then you have to serve chicken breast while you serve for Thai meat too.、Mm-hmm. Uh, only I noticed you, you have、yeah. like that, that nice chicken breast spread that、yes. you, you put out there. So, do you, do you find that you just cater to all of the audiences? Yeah, I like to offer the chicken breast because the chicken breast is very hard to cook.、Uh, you know, if you don't know how to execute or、uh, marinate the chicken breast, then it turns very dry and very fiber.、Yeah. So, you would never finish even one piece.、Uh-huh. But the way my chicken breast is so tender, it looks like、uh, filet mignon. It is. It you, is you, very... you don't need a knife. You just cut by your fork. Yeah. I think, fork、uh, tender. Yeah, it's tender and you enjoy the four pieces.、Uh, you know, yeah. Yep. I, I just smashed on this just <laughs> right, before <laughs>、yeah. right before it was excellent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I may get another. <laughs> okay. So before we、uh, take a quick、uh, break here, I wanted to just end on,、um, on a note here. We, we talk a lot about. This being refrigerated diaries behind the food, th- things that are happening behind the scenes. Like, I know, like, right now, you, you have this bottle sauce here.、Um, I'm always talking to people. I think the future of the restaurant industry is going to be based off of the restaurant that sells more 
things like this. Yes, like, like a homemade. Yeah, yeah, like homemade sauce, like T-shirt, just something that is in addition to the restaurant. Yes. The, the costs are getting higher and higher. More of these, like Grubhub and Uber Eats, there's a new one, like Fuda and Gestaurant. They tell you they take, they're going to take 30%. You know? I think that's a little bit too much. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but they should take it a little bit easy, you know, make easy for everybody. I think we can grow fast. If you're too expensive, I think the market is not that great, you know. Yeah. Do you, do you yourself do any of these? Um, yeah, we use, uh, we partnership with Grahop, but I think uh, Grahop charge $6 for deliver plus tip. So I think that's a little bit too expensive for one person order dinner and charge for double. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Copy that. So when we return, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the ins and outs of what you got to do to run two successful operations and a budding sauce company when we come back on Refrigerated Diaries. All right, we are back on Refrigerated Diaries. This is Godwin Ethan Tugi, keeping the people engaged with the food. We want you to share your stories, your videos, your music, your topics. Let people know what is going on in your diary. Hashtag what's your da- RD. So we're here with Genevieve talking about Bangkok 96, talking about Refrigerated Diaries behind the food and getting to know what it really takes to run a success successful operation of two restaurants plus now your own uh, sauce and distribution right yes so what what and consulting (laughs) and consulting and consulting and i know for the consulting it's based around a healthy food right it's based to a healthy food and it's based to a vegan base yeah Mm mm-hmm and as a little known secret, the Bangkok 96 here at the Detroit Shipping Co., be sure to check it out. Excellent food, excellent tasting menu. Uh, love it. I, I try to eat here every time I'm over. Um, was originally going to be a vegan concept and then it went from vegan and, uh, and, Non-vegan, so 50-50? Yes. Uh, actually, the, you know, the plan, the business plan come to Detroit is to uh, create an Asian vegan, mm-hmm. 100% total vegan base. But I think the location is not, the destination is not, vegan is still, it's not the location for to do vegan. Mm-hmm. Because the rent is high, so if do vegan, I think it's need a lot of time to marketing your yeah. Your location. That's yeah. why I have to change it to half a, you know, vegan and half a meat. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people like that. That's stuff that we don't really get to talk about a lot is the, just the cost associated with operating a business, right? Like, you know, when you, when you do do like a vegan, um, menu, this, it's a cost, right? Like people perceive a different cost they're willing to pay for vegetable versus when they have meat with it, right? I, I think the goal uh, come to Detroit, you know, try to create a menu is not too expensive and everybody can enjoy because there's a good benefit for for mm-hmm. that too. Uh, it's not just making money, but make sure everybody feel comfortable for what you serve. Uh, and if you cut the uh, real protein like a meat or seafood mm-hmm. and it's stick for just a plant-based, uh, you know, I think you still do pretty good a portion f- because it's vegetable, you know. All right. Yeah. So yeah. you, you and you, you, I, I just am dealing with one restaurant right now and I, I know how much time 
and energy I put into my scheduling and, and getting everything done. And so you have two plus you have a, a sauce company. Or well, how does your what does your the beginning of your week look like? Or is it just every every day you're just consistently <laughs> <laughs> you know what i almost lost my family well i because i'm too busy you know and the communication is not clear for the kids or for the husband so it's very challenging it's mm-hmm. very challenging because you do so much you know and and i think i'm lucky because i i'm i did uh, i'm doing something i like it mm-hmm. so the time i put in there it, it doesn't matter sometimes i start eight in the morning finish at four in the morning oh wow but it's okay because you do something right you know right yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's something you enjoy yeah. Yeah. yeah so let's Let's uh let's take a rewind here. Let's go back in time, and he said the very first Bangkok nine six was in nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen seven nineteen eighty nine is on Michigan Avenue, inside the uh, Falcon Inn. That was the first one. Okay. And nineteen seven nineteen ninety six. That was Bangkok ninety six. Okay. So yeah. that and that was the official. Official. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> 1996. Yes. Okay. So in, in 1996, when you were, we were starting this, how how did it happen? Like, did you have all the money up front? Did you say have something saved up? Did you have to go and? Well, the one 1989. That's my brother, my sister in law, and my husband and me. We all, you know, like a family partnership. Uh-huh. So we came from Europe. We have small money on the yeah. side, like a saving. And we just put on the uh, business. We buy, it used to be a Chinese restaurant and we buy the business. Uh, and okay, so you... Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the best way. <laughs> yeah, but we, I remember we don't have enough money so we have to borrow money from the whole, you know. Yeah. I used to be live in East Detroit, Six Migration. Okay. And uh, my people, Hmong people live there so I still remember my husband go as money from his friends or his family. I, as money from the neighbors, the oh, everybody wow. can have a couple of hundred dollars. That's even good. So some give two couple hundred dollars, some give a thousand dollars. You have to pay back. Okay, so All that's right. how you you know that's it's the, very it's it's that's hard. It's the hard. first crowdsourced. Yeah, <laughs> and you open a restaurant, you don't have money, but yeah. I'm still say you know we want to do it. Yeah, you know, we want to we. Uh, I think we all come here because we want to do something better than. Where mm-hmm. you came from, so so how how many how many days did you work for free? Seven days a week. We work a sixteen days a sixteen hour a day. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. When when was the first? Time, how long before you could start paying yourself? Mm, for a long time. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, we have a couple dollar left by meal. Uh, you know, bread for the kids. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for us, we never get paid until yeah. maybe four or five years, because we have no capital. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. To like kind of build and like exactly, grow, yeah. and that's a very challenging. Even you know, uh, for six, seven years, it's still challenging because no capital, you don't grow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's tough, right? You need yeah. the capital to grow to back you up yeah but yeah. then a lot of times in order to get the capital up front you have to give up so much right like yes. if you know this business is going to make a million dollars but they're only going to give you a hundred thousand dollars for like 25 percent, right correct then how do you how do you like this people say oh you know 
give up the equity, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's a hard decision to make to, to, it's like a payday loan. Yeah. Even like, this day, if you don't have, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's very hard, you know, to do business this day too, because you have to have, uh, you know, they call, um, uh, if you have a house payoff, uh, you know, collateral. Mm-hmm. Oh, collateral. collateral. Yeah. yeah, if you don't have a collateral, they don't write, you know give you. But it's it's challenge too because that's all you have. And why you yeah. put in a business collateral? I think that's a very risk. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, indeed. Uh, even you know, in most cases, right? You when you do have the business collateral, you you still have to have just almost like a, a guarantee. Yes. Or some someone like a CD. Or you, yeah. Yeah. The CD does the most important. Yeah. I was told. When I was first going through, like getting going through the loan and going through the leasing for the restaurant, that uh, all of the the previous guys had to sign on the lease with a guarantee, and their spouses as well yes. also had to. This this is unheard of to me. Like I never would have thought that this is how. A business happens. <laughs> <laughs> so the more you think you can't sleep because that's your house have to go. Yeah. If, they, if it no more, if no business. But always remember, businesses don't grow uh, after three or four years because it's a new business. You need three years. Only three years is you good for what you want to sell. There. Because, and that's a risk. You need something to bug you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it, after three true. years, it's not, your product is not good. That means uh, you, you have to go, you know. Yeah. Yep. Dissolution of commitment. Don't don't be the challenger case. But again, don't be afraid. I'm sure you know <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I feel that uh, th- when I was cr- growing up, I uh, I got the wind knocked out of me playing. I was like a nerdy kid. I got picked on a lot. I used to get get chased and stuff like that. And so one day I just started working out. I started playing football. I just believe in the power of believing. I think that if you look, whatever you look in the mirror, that's what you see. That's what you are. So you can change that and and go for it, you know? Yeah, and sometimes life, uh, you know, if you feel like you want to do that, you know, you want to go that direction, I think uh, it it just make happen. That's what you want to do. If you have the financial, you have, you know, the support, I think you just do it. And you do the best you can. If you, you lose or you lose, you know, maybe you become a, a better person too. You know, you learn more. You have to be careful for the next business. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, that's something, you know, what I've been through, you know, and yeah. you become a better person for the business. Yes. It definitely is important. I'd say 100%. So we have Genevieve here on with us from Bangkok 96, Detroit. We have, which is on Michigan Avenue. That's location number one. On Telegraph Road. Telegraph, Dearborn. And then the next location here is in Detroit at the Detroit Shipping Co. Yes. And then the uh, best way to come in is just to come right in, walk in. If you can go to 2450 South Telegraph Road in Dearborn. Uh, you guys are open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.? 11 till 10 p.m., Monday through Saturday. 10, Monday through Saturday. And then same hours for Detroit location? No, 11 till 10 and seven days a week. Okay. So if you want to come every day, come to Detroit. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Do you want to say anything else before we close out? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, while we come to Detroit, we're looking to partnership with a student. If if any student want to be a part, the you know, to the shipyard, I'm open, you know, to teach them how to do business in the various 100, 160 square feet. Okay. That's a, just just break the mind to say you don't need to be big to make a living, you know. Yeah. Yeah, just be small and that's more efficiency. And you can save a lot of money and it's saved that way to do a business too. Yeah. So we we looking for, you know, students. Yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely put that out there. Um if you are, in fact, looking to be a student and looking to uh, come under the tutelage here under Genevieve at Bangkok 96, uh, please reach out and um, we can either call uh, 313-730-8161 yes. and then um, as their email as well or just phone number. Bangkok 96 uh, uh, restaurant at gmail.com. All right, there and you have it. And last one, we're looking for local Detroit farmers. Local Detroit farmers, as you said earlier, that the um, it's got to be within the 200-mile radius here of yeah. Michigan to be considered uh, local Michigan from a farm? Yes, I would like to uh, partnership with you and we can grow. Uh, also, you know, location Detroit is a small, but there's a lot of business, uh, you know, waiting for us, like... Uh, have the opportunity to go to the uh, Urban Hill headquarter at uh, Chrysler. So that's a big opportunity. So, yeah. Fantastic opportunity. And also, again, collaboration is, is the key. So uh, definitely open for partnerships. I think that that's always a plus, And it's always good to hear a uh, local restaurant looking for partnerships as well in the city of Detroit. That's how the ecosystem gets strong. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming You're on. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. We'll uh, see you guys on the next Refrigerator Diaries.